This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one.
It's the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts, Petter Speich, Brandon Hahn, and Jocelyn Sharp. Hey everybody, Metal Sucks Podcast. It is uh, Petter Speich here. Felt it was necessary to tell you guys a little story and, and share um, a moment that I got to share with uh, Jill Janice and, and Huntress. Um, when I first started making a decision to try and interview bands and people and and kind of give back to the scene that gave a lot to me that I, I really just adore, you know, um, in any way. It was really hard for me to find interviews or test interviews on bands and people because I didn't have any real means to get them out there, you know, and... Um, in essence, like in this community, it was just going to be me forcing myself to go out there and, and do it and hope these bands would give me a chance. And then I would have to try to keep my word and, and you know, promote them however I could. Early on when I started doing interviews and um, I would tell people this, like, hey, you know, this is something I want to do and, and I really hope I get a chance and there's a lot of bands in in the metal community that was like, all right, man, let's let's do it, let's give them a chance. And uh, one of those bands was Huntress, and and Jill Janice was very very open about you know doing this interview, and 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 came in with a, a great attitude and a, just a great personality in general. And I and I and I made a a, a promise when when me and Brandon auditioned for the job when when Chuck and Godless left that. Uh, I would do anything in my power, you know, to share these bands that, you know, help me out, help me try to do what it is I do and make sure I, I can get them on the biggest platform I ever can, you know, and, and the Metal Sucks podcast was that platform for us to pay them forward, pay it back and make sure I get them on there. And I wrote a list of bands that, helped me out along the way and I always promised myself that I would get them on the program or try my hardest too to make sure that uh like I said I I thank them and help them as much as I can cuz they helped me you know achieve something that I I really dreamed of doing a couple of years ago and it kind of just the momentum kept going forward all those bands I have uh, pretty much kept my word on the one band that I always look for a press release, always hoping to hear the new album was Huntress because Jill did help out, Blake did help out, and um, and then today when I got the news that she's no longer with us, um, I had no idea how to make that promise and keep it, and <clears throat> what I've decided to do is, is actually pull out that interview from a couple of years ago that did not air that did not um find a home and at least be able to keep my promise that i made to myself and that i secretly made to them for helping me out along the way so um this interview is from a couple years back like i said i was trying to learn how to uh interview bands and and all that stuff so but you can tell right from the jump that that joe was very very happy to give me a helping hand. <laughs> so I ended up going to this venue to do this interview and I didn't know what to do. And, and, you know, Jill 
she texted me. She said, hey, just come over here. Met up with her. We looked all over the place because there wasn't a green room at this place. And um, she just, you know, she took me to the va- to their van and Blake was sleeping and, and we did the interview in there. Uh, he was cool enough. He woke up and uh, just stayed quiet as, as I tried to, to get all my equipment to work that I wasn't sure about. And and she was so patient with it and all that. And and um, after the interview was done and, and I felt proud of myself and everything was good, I just remember, you know, going to put that stuff in my, my truck and, uh, and, you know, I was too shy to be asking for pictures and stuff. And Blake was like, dude, make sure you take a picture. And, and uh, I took a bunch of pictures with him. And it was just, uh, like I said, we're a community. And, and, and she was one of us. And we lost someone that, you know, belongs to our, to our mindset. Anybody that listens to this music and anybody that listens to the records that we all kind of unify and love, we can always sit down and have a, a different conversation, a good conversation, you know, uh, an understanding conversation that I think is rare. So anytime we lose someone, our whole community loses someone, and and that's what has happened here. So the songs we play and the interview and the personality you guys hear, we'll get new listeners out there, and... uh and you guys can kind of experience kind of uh, some of the the powerful vocals and, and just what you brought to the game. I, I can vouch for anybody that's seen Huntress Live that Jill Janis had that voice that I'll remember that night after the interview. I mean, we were at just, a, you know, a venue out here. And and uh, I'll never forget, like, the goosebumps that hit you when she hit those notes. I mean, anybody that's seen Huntress Live know that the voice that came out of her was um, – it was uh it was it was built for this this genre it was built for this game and it's uh something that anybody that didn't get to hear or see in a venue i'm sorry for you guys man i'm sorry but you got these recordings of huntress and i hope you guys do take the time because uh i hope you guys take the time because it's it's definitely well worth your time so without further ado guys here is uh here is me keeping my promise. Here is uh, an interview with me and Jill Janis from uh, a couple years ago when I was very green, and uh, I'm glad to share it in this time so you guys kind of kind of hear the personality. I am here with Jill Janis from Huntress. Yes. We are lucky enough to see them performing tonight. So the tour is starting. You guys are doing 45 days straight, but you are jumping on the Trivion and Sabaton tour, about halfway through, or is it two weeks in? Or? Well, first of all, the fact that you counted 45 days. Yes, those, those are long, that's a long time. I didn't even know that, so thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a lot of people say that the 30-day cutoff point of the tour mm-hmm. is where those last two weeks are where it gets really trying for a lot of bands. Oh, no, really? But you guys are cruising through? We're cruising. So here's yeah. the gist. We're doing headlining uh, dates on the way out yeah. uh, to just, you know, fill these dates to go meet the boys up in uh, Columbus, Trivium and Sabaton. Sabaton. So we're doing like five headliners and then we're playing a couple other headlining dates in between. Uh, yeah, and we're, we're starting right off. Awesome. And this is the first, uh, since the last record static came out about a year ago, this, right. is, this is the first touring, I mean you toured a little bit, I remember with Black Label Society That's back correct, in the day. yeah. But then most of the year you guys took off, right? Yes. And now you're, you're full speed ahead. 
for the for the static uh, the the, the rest of the year. Yeah, or, yeah no, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, we're full beast mode again. Awesome. So we'll be we'll be going all uh, through the fall, and then we'll probably be announcing some more dates later on. Cool. One thing I did want to mention uh, or ask you about. Mm-hmm. You know, when I got my copy of Static back last year, I opened up the booklet. The first picture mm-hmm. is you, and you got two girls on their hands and knees, and you're holding them with dog collars. Yes. And then you got this look on your face, like one of them like shit on the carpet. <laughs> but I don't think that was what you guys were going for. <laughs> But um, what, what, that was that was one of my favorite images in that mm-hmm. booklet. But what was that all, all about, yeah, like yeah. art direction wise? You know, well, I'm not into scat play, so any if gotcha. they were shitting on the, the no floor, shit on yeah, the floor. no shit on the floor. Uh, that photo was inspired by the song Flesh on the album, uh, and I'm a female serial killer in the song, and I hunt down women and kill them, skin them, and basically stitch clothing out of their skin. You know, leather varieties, trench coats, etc. So that's kind of a hat tip to the song Flesh. And the girl who's posed in it with the red hair is Moxie Suicide, uh, uh, and she's a suicide girl on Suicide Radio, and she's been kind of a muse for me um, on the last record. You know, she's buxom and and just quite beautiful so i like working with her a bunch oh that's awesome that's awesome so that now that actually is a fantastic segue into what i was gonna ask you about because we like to talk about horror movies on our show a lot right and so with the classic horror movies we we sometimes will discuss if we were if the horror worlds were real and the villains were real if we were in the movies would we a survive a, or I'm sorry, would we A, die, which mm-hmm. most of us probably would, or B, mm-hmm. would we survive? But with B, you got to tell us how you would survive. Mm. So, for example, if I said, uh, Jill Janice, you are now in Hellraiser. Oh, boy. Would you survive? No. Fuck no. <laughs> no, there's no way. <laughs> no, there's no way. There is no way that will survive would, Hellraiser, right? I would die from a heart attack first. I don't even think I'd have to get killed. I think I would just die from, like... From knowing there could be I, hooks I, from any angle? I, yeah, yeah, man. I, I think I would just die. All right. Well, here's the one I think you'll survive. And what about Child's Play? Oh, yeah. You'd take I mean, him out? Yeah, I, I could take that. Uh, how would you take it, it looks like a, a, he's a child, obviously, like a doll, but how would you How would you survive Child's Play? He's, uh, he's, he's a... This is very simple. I, w- I would just cast a, a witchcraft spell, do a ritual, and he'd be gone. Done. Yeah, you got to bring in the witchcraft. That is a good, that's a good point. Because uh-huh. he, I believe he did do, it was voodoo to get was into it? a yeah, Chucky yeah, doll. Yeah. I don't know if it was yeah, witchcraft. I think it was I voodoo. Take that, I would take that voodoo right back Now, out. witchcraft versus vo- voodoo, who's, who's going to win? Witchcraft always, always. <laughs> but voodoo is fucking scary. That voodoo scares the yeah, it's, it scares me. Raising the dead and all that shit. I you know it, it's actually it's it's just very dark. I'm I'm a white witch. I follow the path of light. But if I must, I can dabble in a little black every now and then. Oh. Prefer not to. But for the Chucky movie, you would. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no doubt. So all right, what about Friday the Thirteenth? Mm. Would you? Would, would, how would you beat Jason, or would Jason get you? You know, he keeps coming back over and over and over again. I think I, think I could I, take Jason. I could take him out in a big way, but the next he'd be back again, so I'd have to take him out again. I think to win, though, you just got to, like, not come back. Like, yeah. just go away. Probably People, witchcraft is another solution. You could probably get him on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I could probably get him on that. I'd like to, like, really just chop him apart first. Uh, really, like, disembowel him, dismember him. I'm trying to think of when we did that. I don't know. There's like 13 of those. Yeah, so yeah, in, my, really in my mind, I'm like, they, I, I remember there was a, a, a telekinetic girl throwing them around at one point. So they ran out of ideas pretty <laughs> quick. So somebody should have done that by now. Yeah. And then the, the what about Nightmare on Elm Street? No, I would totally die. Yeah. Um, as we were speaking before, I when I was a girl, I was probably like eight or 10 or something. Um, and we lived in a house with water heating. So, it, you know, the radiators. Yeah. 
and I saw Nightmare on Elm Street, and then at night I was up late because I was hearing it. Slept with my mom for like a month. I was terrified. It was like the worst thing ever. Now, did you like for some reason is there steam off of pipes like in in New York like oh, yeah. and, and stuff like that when when like the water heaters and stuff in buildings or, mm-hmm. or no there is right? Oh yeah, you get some steam. You oh, some steam. that's yeah. That. I mean, it's kind of like just you know being in the boiler room. It was pretty brutal. Exactly. That's what I. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I would die in Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't know many people that would live. There's a couple of people that um, I've discussed this with, and they're the people that think they can live in everything. Like they, they said, they'll live in Alien. Like there's no way I'd live in Alien. I think I, I would live in Alien. How would you do that? That's a good one. I don't. I don't think I have a chance with those guys. Yeah, I just. I think I could become friends with them. I think I would use telekinetic powers. And I think I would join them and probably world dominate. So and what destroy. about Predator? Oh, that's tricky. Anything dealing with the jungle, man. There's the, the bugs alone would get me. So you're saying if Schwarzenegger can do it, Jill Janis can't do it? Is that what you're saying? I'm thinking that's the way it's going. I'm just <laughs> thinking, man. I just I can't deal with those bugs. They're like the you know, bugs there are like huge. Danny Glover did it too. Yeah, I'm just man, saying. So. So me, I can't, I can't, I can't hold a candle, I can't hold a candle, Danny Glover, sorry. <laughs> so back to the, yes, back to the, the, the touring cycle and the mm-hmm. record. Um, uh, one of the coolest videos of last year for sure was Sorrow. Thanks. Right. That was one of the most awesome videos. I remember I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I either got the album the day of and the video came out after or was it right before? It came out on the same day. Oh, on the as, same yeah, day. Cause I remember. 24th. Oh, okay. I remember or getting the record. It was the day before. And I'm, and I was like, and then I saw it later. I'm like, how'd I miss this? Cause I didn't know. So it was the second single though. Cause the first yes. one was flesh, flesh right? I remember that. Which is yeah. a lyric video, which is illustrated by Vance Kelly, who we work with a lot. Oh, that's really cool. And then the second one was Sorrow. And with Sorrow, it's a cinematic gem. We work with Phil Mucci. He also did our video for Zenith. Yes. So Sorrow really took things to the next level. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is a whole storyline. It's lesbian, vampires, blood, blood, and more blood. Yes, but it was also, it, it, it yearned for the, because the, most videos now aren't storytelling videos. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like people in a shack looking cool. Yeah. Like in light, light fix. Exactly. Where, exactly. And this yeah. kind of gave us like something different. Um, is that something going forward you think you guys are going to always do or you might have to go go to a warehouse for change sometimes? <laughs> no, I, I'd rather die than go to a warehouse. Um, <laughs> all of the Hunters videos are part of our legacy from the yeah. very first one, which is Eight of Swords, yeah. which, which uh, really solidified everything for us. So Eight of Swords came out, we self-funded it, that's how we landed our record deal and, and things got rolling. Um, and then, you know, Spell Eater again tells a storyline and... You know, we go into Zenith, which is just out of this world, literally. Like, that video blows my mind. And yeah. then, again, Sorrow, which is unlike anything else you'll see right now. It really is truly just, it's amazing. And, yeah, I highly recommend anybody, if you haven't, the YouTube channel, right? Is yeah. You get everything there? Yeah, I go to yeah. our record label, Napalm Records, yes. on YouTube. They, they have everything, and it's, it's you know. It's How do you like Napalm? They're German, right? Or they they're based, Austrian. They're Austrian. I'm so sorry. Yeah. No, no, oh, hey, yeah. you know, it's, it's hard to remember. What, <laughs> Who, they both speak, like, yeah. <laughs> get really pissed off about it but I'm, I'm American whatever yeah um, yeah so Napalm's been great super supportive of our vision uh, we've done now you know three albums in rapid yeah. succession with them they've been totally cool um, I think at this point we're, we're not quite sure if, if we're gonna be branching out and going to a, an American label mm. it's a little bit difficult to you know work so far away and not be over there and so present so I have a hunch that I think hunters will be going in a new direction new era I think we want to you know work with an American label and we've been talking so we'll awesome. be announcing soon again so we'll see and you do tour mostly out here right i know you, you've done european tours with man we've like, done it's been equal yeah. we, oh it's been back and back yeah oh yeah it's been brutal you know
know, it's 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 been a real trip from 2012, and it's been pretty consistent. You know, going back and forth between Europe, England, uh, you know, UK, whole UK, and then you know back over here to the states and Canada. So we've done very extensive tours. You know, Lamb of God, which was massive. You know, we did that for you know 2013 into 2014. You know, all of North America. And then uh, you did Amon Amarth, right, in Europe, or was that right? Yeah, no. yeah, we we did. Well, we. We did the Lamb of God tour. We went in with uh, over in, in Europe. We did Arch Enemy, and then after that, we did the Amman and Marth. And Amman and Marth was, I think, 2014. 14, right? And and in Europe, and that's the one thing I never know, because out here in the states, when the bands come out, they don't seem as huge. Amman and Marth is now a, a very huge out here, but out in Europe, are they like? Is their stage show really massive? Oh or no? man, they have like a full fucking Viking ship. That's what I was told. Like, I, it's, yeah. it's it's insane, and and it's absolutely wonderful. And those boys are just amazing. They're that's... really supportive of Huntress. They're super sweethearts, um, and talented. The thing is, out there, they're complete gods. Yeah. And, and they do an amazing job over here. I mean, they bring a lot, but the, the you know, over there, they have a Viking ship with like a dragon's head on it. It's so amazing. Yeah, and it's real tight. And then over here, for example, Sabaton. Yeah. Has a fucking open air festival in Europe. Yes. They're, yeah, they're huge out there, exactly. And then yeah. out here, um, they're getting bigger. You know, that's yeah. that's a good thing. But, um, um, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's just a different culture, I think, out there. I think, I, I don't know, and this is me just guessing, but I think art still really, really matters to uh, a bigger level, I guess, mm -hmm. in the European cultures. And then America, we're slowly uh, not grrasping onto it or appreciating it as mm. much as we used to. Do you feel that, or am I, am I off base? No, you're on target. I'll oh, tell yeah. you what it is. Okay. America is yeah. the glorification of mediocrity. And that's, that's true. On, that's on that's a, not, that's that's not, the macrocosm, not talking microcosm here. Because yeah. there's many people like us who do love art and, and really live for our purpose and have a vision. However, it's the glorification of me mediocrity, without a doubt. And then in Europe, you know, that's that's not the case at all. At all. Mediocrity, mediocre bands in Europe, like that are very popular in America, get no love out in Europe. That's it's, right. It's very true. Like a lot of bands that you're like, wow, they're headlining out here, they're big, but out there in Europe, of course, certain they're uh, global, right. of course, you know. Well, an example the legacy be, bands, yeah. It would be Five Finger Death Punch. Yes. Who's yeah. really massive in the U.S. And, yeah. and they're building really well over there, but. You know, it's been difficult for them to transfer over there. I know we we have the same manager. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so it's it. I've, we've seen them progress, and they've do, they're doing a lot better. But it took them longer to as opposed to being massive in the U.S., which they are. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No. No. That's exactly how we kind of see it because. Um, there's certain bands like like a band like Chevelle that's been around forever out here in the U.S. They're huge, but in Europe, very little. You know, mm -hmm. so like they'll be opening at smaller levels. So, but and I'm not saying they're mediocre. I'm not you know going yeah, on that the, route. The mediocrity is not about music only. It's about yeah. the entire culture, which is just to me revolting in a lot of ways. But I still love America. Uh, yes. Number one. Uh, no, I'm with you. Yeah. It's, and, I, and you're allowed to criticize things you love. That's the way. I, that's the way I see it. So I'm the same way because I, I feel it mostly not in music. I think music's been great, just not people don't buy it like they used to. You know, mm -hmm. consume it. But I think music's been great. It's more like cinema that's yeah. been disappointing for me, yeah. especially horror movies. They're all PG-13 now, <sighs> and that's all. You'll survive in any horror movie that's been made since 2010. I promise you. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good except point. for It Follows. Did you see that? No. You have to see It Follows. I'm, I'm telling you. Okay. It's, that, that one's okay. that was the only one, and there's there another one called Green Room. Did you have a chance to see that one? No, okay, okay, no, don't worry no, about it. Yeah, I, I don't know if I can handle it. Follows, to be honest. I'm you. telling you that one. That one. Uh, well, Diane, 
for sure. <laughs> there's there's not there's okay. no witchcraft. I think there's a witch in it. So anyways. Oh, but okay. uh Jill, it's been fantastic. I really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to watch the show tonight. Um anything else you want to say to our fans? Anything that you want to promote that we haven't touched base on or what we already talked about yeah, sorrow. Every... Watch sorrow. Yes. Yeah, you can go on YouTube, search Huntress Sorrow or go to our web uh, go to our record label, Napalm Records. You know, just yeah, you've gotta watch it. You definitely do, yeah. I'm telling you. And then Huntresskill.com is the website, right? Yeah, Huntresskills.com, yes. but Kills, we sorry. really interact with fans most on Facebook. Oh okay. so I would recommend anyone that wants to really know the the, the band and, and have us interact, it would be facebook.com slash huntress kills awesome awesome well like i said we're really happy and then we're gonna play a song at the end of the show i'm gonna let you tell me which one oh. but uh i know what i want to play well what do you want to play i want to play uh uh not mean yet stoked planet stoked oh harsh times harsh time of planet stoked that's oh. what i want to play is that can we play that one please please play that's that what we're one. gonna rock on out um, tonight we're gonna be performing that yay and it's, i have to say it's so it's not so much it's it's better live I feel that as a live band, we're, we're just so authentic and yes. we, we still play instruments <laughs> and I sing without any effects and, and you know, there's no samples. So that song live, we have all the boys doing backups and oh. it's fair. It's, it's actually, it's really, it's a lot of fun to play live. That is going to be awesome. And that's one thing I highly recommend. I told you earlier, you, if you have a chance to see Huntress live guys, they are definitely one of those bands. Like I said, vocally, you, 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 you floor. 90% of the, guy, the people out there in metal. I mean, your vocals are very at the very top of the key. So that's awesome. So, thank Jill, you. you're very welcome. Uh, thank you so much for doing the interview. And we will uh, definitely uh, be playing Harsh Times on Planet Stoked at the end of this interview. Thank you so much. Awesome. That was fun.
feet So we swallow black clouds and burn out dark
So the opening track as of the episode, uh, that is off their second record, Starbound Beast. That one is called Blood Brothers. The uh, track you just heard um, after the interview, that is Harsh Times on Planet Stoked. That is on their uh, static release. And the last song you guys heard is Eight of Swords off their debut record, Spell Eater, and uh, usually the closing track of uh, most of their live shows. So with that... um, I just want to thank everybody. Um, I just want to thank Jill Janice one more time for everything she's given to the community, to the world, and I truly hope she finds peace. The Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network.